Welcome to Spiritually Guided, a podcast where we discuss all things spirituality, the human experience, intuition, psychic development, spirit guides, energy, and so much more goodness. I'm your host, Carla Myra, psychic and psychic development mentor, and I'm really happy that you are here with me today. Now let's dive in to today's episode. Hey, you guys, for today's episode, I am really, really excited to have someone that I think is just so amazing, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and what she does, but just like a quick, I guess, synopsis, I guess, like a quick one-on-one. We have Bailey Couture, and like I said, she's going to share, go deeper into what she shares, but one of the reasons that I'm really excited about having her on our podcast, by the way, my first guest Ever. So that's like really exciting and special. Um, I really admire Bailey because she shares a lot of what she's been through and she doesn't hide the struggles. And she really is someone who has been in positions and she's grown from it. She's developed so many tools and she's gone through her healing. And I think that's always something very admirable, especially when people are looking to connect with mentors or coaches or hire and work with people, someone that really understands where they come from and they're able to have that type of support and understanding as well. And it's just really beautiful to see her share and know that she is someone that you guys can look to and know that she'll understand you. So Bailey, why don't you dive deeper into what you what you do, where you've come from, like where you are now. And yeah, let's start there. Oh my goodness. That was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. I almost started crying. (laughs) Um, It's nice to be, you know, it's, it's hard, like showing up so vulnerable sometimes, but it's always nice to know that the impact that it is having is, is so, um, important and like other people notice that and it sits so well with them. So I know like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I am a, I like to call myself an intuitive soul healing and recovery mentor. I use tools like Reiki, mindfulness, um, embodiment practices, as well as what I like to call mental spirituality, um, as well as being very open and sharing my own personal experience to help nurture and support and provide a very safely grounded um, experience for my clients on their journeys, like back home to themselves. So I, I have been through um, quite a lot in my own life and in my own journey, coming back to me um, through struggles with mental illness, mental health, addiction, alcoholism, as well as like recovering from things like anxiety and burnout, all those things that so many people do suffer with. Um, I have been there. I have been through a lot and I understand so deeply the overwhelm that comes with starting your journey to change when, when you finally hit that place where you're like, okay, I really need to change now or things are just potentially going to get really bad. 
And I understand that overwhelm and I understand how isolating it can be and just how difficult it can be and how not you don't always have the support that you think that you do. So I really try and go out of my way to provide that support and really help as many people as I can to skip some of the really awful stuff that I had to go through in order to know that I had to change. Mm -hmm. So I do share a lot of my story to try and help inspire those who may be about to end up in that real darkness to see that there is change and they don't have to always go through the, the shit in order to, to hit that rock bottom, to start making changes that you can make changes in your life now. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that you said that, especially it, you know, when we go through things, yeah, there's this moment, like it can get so much worse. And I think there's also another fear, whether people that's their concern or their concern is, or it's going to stay like this forever. Yeah. And that is so fucking scary to me. Like I've always been really afraid of that. And I think that's one of the things that has pushed me through my own healing, my own growth, because I also suffered with anxiety a lot. And I remember, I remember the nine months that were really bad and where I worked and I just had, it was really intense. And I knew that I no longer wanted to be afraid of speaking up, of feeling the way that I did, of like letting all of that stop me. And so I, it happened, especially when I was working at this one place, it just like triggered so much of that for me. And when I moved to a different work environment, I remember thinking, okay, Carla, this is like your opportunity. No one knows who you are. You have the chance to really reinvent yourself, show more of who you are, how you want to express yourself. And it, because I remember thinking like, I don't want to live this way forever. I don't want to have these fears. I don't want to struggle like this. And so Um, I love that we're sort of similar in that way, right? And and actually, like, just seeing that visually, like, knowing that there are people who's, they know, like, this can get so much worse and that there are people who are like, or nothing will change. And that's really a great, it sucks to go through it, but it's also, like, when you feel it, it's like that fire under your ass, like, okay, something has to happen type of thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like it's like a spark. I like to picture it as like a spark and Mm -hmm. the, the, it starts to grow and grow and grow bigger and bigger in like a way where it hurts more, like the further away you get from like the longer you stay in it and the longer you continue to not make the changes that are needed for you to move into alignment, to move into wholeness, which is where we're all supposed to sit. Like we're not made to go through life, not in alignment with what we're doing. Like we're made to go through life, connecting with our soul, not moving further away from it. So I like to picture it as this like spark that turns into like this bigger fire and it hurts. It hurts a lot. Like there's so much pain that you have to like endure and you go through and struggle as you move further away from alignment, but as you move closer to it, this flame grows and it turns into this beautiful healing light that just sends sensations through your being and in like the most beautiful way that leaves you crying with like, I cry a lot like throughout my journey and like on a regular, (laughs) but it's always like, because I'm just 
taking these steps closer and closer. I'm going into that flame and I'm getting closer to remembering who I really am and, and reconnecting with that. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. I also, that whole crime when we are connecting is so true. I, I reflect back, like I'm reflecting back on my journey and I know that there's moments where I'm just filled with whether it's gratitude, whether it's feeling connection, whatever it may be, it can really bring me to tears. And so it's almost like, honestly, it's like, you know, it's our home, like the centeredness, our connection to our soul has always been there. And the fact that we're like now remembering and going back, it's like the crying to me at least feels like, oh, thank God. Like I had, you know, like I'm so happy. And it really is this feeling of being at home. Like I know when I enter some really deep meditations, I feel so at home and I just, it's like, you don't even want to leave the space or when you connect, when I'm connecting with my guides and just feeling the energy of them. It's just like it, the best if I could sum it up in one word really is home. And so I think the crying makes so much sense because we've been away from this space of home. Many times we've been lost, we've been confused, we've been scared shitless. And so like being able to come back to that is an overwhelming emotion. And so the crying absolutely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I like to picture it as like shedding. And I always take the time, like when I cry during those moments to like, actually look at myself. Like I do a lot of mirror work. Like I have a mirror. It's, it's like a very main part of my altar to really build on that self-love piece. And I love after I cry during those kind of scenarios, it's almost like, it's like shedding. It's like release. It's just this added, like, okay, that's gone. Like that layer that I had built up to like, stop me from coming closer to home is gone. And I love to look into my eyes and I always feel like I can just see myself that much clearer. And it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I feel like I could talk about the mirror work in the eyes because I literally use that too, like Bailey, like literally, and I have that, we have so much in common in that way, because I know that I use it too. Like if I'm feeling a moment where I'm just like crying my fucking eyes out and I'm really going through something, I'll look at myself or I feel the emotions. I'll sit down in front of my mirror. I'll start talking and crying. And it is, it is like a shedding that takes place. And then it also allows you to see yourself beyond just being a human it allows you to see yourself at your soul level and it reminds you like you are so much more than what you might think in this moment and it's a really really like healing and powerful tool I know that people are always saying like you know the eyes are the windows to the soul and it really can feel that way like it's just like you connecting to parts of you that you don't really connect to and it's a very a very like beautiful um beautiful moment. I feel like we could talk about so many things. Um, and I, but I really want to focus also on, I know that you do Reiki and I would love for you to share with us more on what even is that for people who maybe have never heard of it or have heard of it, but they're like, I'm still not sure what that is. Oh yeah. So Reiki actually totally changed the whole trajectory of my life. Like it is 
like I do a lot of mirror work, like we just said, but the main most important thing I have in my, what I like to call my self-healing toolbox is Reiki because it just brings such a divine and limitless power to your healing into that coming back into alignment process that you just, it, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> so it was actually Reiki was founded in 1922 by Mikao Usui, and it is a healing art and spiritual practice that helps heal and restore whoever is receiving it. Um, it helps to restore that unique balance and flow. And like I said, it's, it's a divine energy, it's life force, and it works by burning up, bringing to the surface and pivoting any blocks that we may have within our seven chakras, um, our seven main chakras, sorry, um, that are disconnecting us from balance and from our soul within. So I personally am attuned to what is called Usui Holy Fire 3 Reiki, but there are like 30 different kinds of Reiki out there. And each is just as beautiful and powerful as the next. So just some of the qualities that actually make something Reiki mm -hmm. are um, the ability to do Reiki comes from receiving an attunement or what we call a placement rather than developing an ability over time through the use of meditations or other exercises. So like with mediumship, you kind of develop that over time, right? Whereas yeah. Reiki is like placed within you, even though we all have access to it, we have to go through that kind of attunement, that placement in order to allow for it to flow freely through us and be able to use it to call it in and harness that like energy. Oh, so real quick, is it when you say placement, is that, um, sorry, I'm a very visual person. I'm like, okay. is it something where it wasn't there and it's placed there or it's been there, but like something else has to happen for it to. I, so depending on the different kind of Reiki that it is, there are different um, attunement practices. So some of them actually involve physically touching of you by the master um, who places it like in you. But for me, what I experienced was a um, more of like a meditation kind of scenario where I like to feel that it was less of like someone like putting it inside of me and more of an awakening of the energy and, and coming actually from divine, like you're, you visualize throughout the meditation, you envision a column of like light coming into you. And it's more of like, that so a shared like energy from the universe and like an awakening because like I said we all have access to it it's just kind of becoming attuned to feeling and using that energy gotcha okay so another way you can tell it's Reiki is, um, so all techniques are part of a lineage. So this means that, well, like I sort of said, the technique is passed on from teacher to student throughout this process. So you have to go through and get um, high enough training to be able to actually not only use Reiki and like share Reiki, but to actually attune people to Reiki. Um, it does not require that one guides the energy with the mind. Um, it's, it's guided by source, by higher power. And it, so it knows where to go and what to do, what that person who's receiving is ready to release in that moment. So it's not 
ever the practitioner who is doing the healing. The Reiki is always doing the healing. We are just kind of like the, the placeholder or like the guide or, or the messenger who receives the intuitive messages that we can relay back to you that the Reiki is giving us, letting you know what is happening within your session. Is it um, like, would you say then that's more like um, really a channel and like your own, right? Like it comes through you, you, you're sort of like the faucet, that channel where it does come through. And then when it goes out through you, it knows where to go and like what to do, where to focus on type of thing or. So again, depending on the Reiki. So there are some parts, um, some Reiki versions that actually require the person to be touched. So it does go through you. Whereas the Reiki that I'm attuned to, I'm able to do it over distance uh, for people by calling in um, the Reiki and using our sacred, like different power symbols and stuff that we have. Um, And so it doesn't actually really um, have to go through me in terms of having to go through my energy and mixing with my energy in order for you to receive it. If it does go through me, it's only to give you the messages. So I actually am connecting to your energy instead of the Reiki connecting to mine and then going through you. So I connect to your energy and then the Reiki kind of flows that way but I'm connected to your energy so that I can also feel into whatever um, sensations or drop downs or visuals that are needed for you to be able to interpret the messages and to understand where to go next and what is releasing Mm -hmm. if that makes sense (laughs) yeah that makes sense so there definitely is a connection between you and the person you're doing the Reiki for um Mm -hmm. And that can look differently, whether it is a touching or the symbols that you use, things like that. But it is, so there has to be that connection. And then when you are in the session, like the Reiki then like comes into play through that way, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, uh, you know, it's Reiki because it can do no harm. So once again, it is an energy that is for the highest good always. So you know that no matter when you are getting a session or whatever type of Reiki it is, it's never going to do any harm to you. You are totally 100% safe in the experience and in whatever may come up that does need to be um, you know, released, whatever blockages are coming up and whatever messages are coming up for you. Sometimes they're a little hard, you know, we don't, it's not always what we want to hear, but it's what we need to hear. So understanding that no matter what you feel or, or um, like whatever emotions come up or memories or anything that come up during or after even your session, that those it's all safe for you to, you know, witness those to acknowledge them and let them go. Interesting. So real quick, I'm thinking right now, um, there's people who have maybe been through some like serious trauma, some really things that could possibly like trigger them. So are you, uh, it sounds sort of like you're saying whatever is ready and that they can handle will come up. Like nothing will come up that would maybe trigger them back a couple steps or um, something where they would, does that make sense? Like, am I understanding that? Yeah, it's, 
so whatever would come up in a session, the it is going to come up for the highest good. It's coming up because in that exact moment that you are receiving, you are ready to, you know, let that go to start working on that, whether that is it's being released in that session, or it's something that you might, it's being brought to the surface for you to sort of work on releasing. Um, And yeah, when it comes to trauma and stuff like that, um, it's always, that's kind of the thing, like as a practitioner, you really would want to be careful with the way, like compassionate and considerate um, of the way that you would um, communicate that mm-hmm. kind of information to your client. And I think that the experience it's as a practitioner, for me, it's less about, you know, I don't do the healing, but I provide that experience. So you want to make sure that you relay the messages, whether, whether that's in like verbally in an in-person session or a Zoom session, or if it's in a write-up from a distant session that you do so in a way that's not going to scare or trigger your uh, client in a way that is going to make them comfortable. And fortunately, you can actually during a session or any time, whenever you're writing up a write-up, if it's after a session or whatever, you can call in the Reiki again for that person and be like, okay, and, and your guide. So when you work with Reiki, it's the Reiki energy and your guides and the guides of the other person too. that like you're getting messages from all of those places. So you call them in and you can ask them to help you with the wording so that you are not going to, you know, put this person into an uncomfortable position or trigger them because there are times, especially you find in like your sacral um, chakra where we hold a lot of our trauma that things do come up. Like there are some very sensitive topics and, and things that will come up. So it's really about learning how to like relay those messages in a way that will help the person to feel safe as well in, in that moment. Cause as a practitioner, I know that it's coming up because they're ready for it, but I don't want to be blunt or like yeah. go into like how dark something was like you, you really want to make sure you relay the message in a way that is going to serve their highest good. Right. I, you know, as you were talking about that and no, you know, wording it in a way that does serve their highest good and all of that, it reminds me a lot of when I do psychic readings, because sometimes people will get information or they ask questions and the answer may not necessarily be what they, you know, were hoping for or wanting. And so it really is, um, the wording can really affect things a lot. And of course you always want to be honest and share what is coming through, but there definitely is a way to share the information in a way that's compassionate and empowering and you know, people still feel overall good or at least neutral. They're not like, you know, hurting. You don't want to like cause more hurt or whatever it could be. But I know that in the psychic community, there are a lot of people who really aren't psychics and they're scammers and they'll send messages. I mean, everyone's always like, you know, they've gotten the messages like, oh, grand rising or whatever. Like you have a curse, things like that. And I'm And a lot of times those, the way those messages are, the way the words, the way the messages are being worded can instill like fear or worry. And people are like, oh shit, like I have this curse, like what's happening. And so I'm really curious actually, 
I, I'm not in the Reiki community. I don't know. And I don't know if maybe you've been aware, but I'm, I'm curious if there are people who pretend to be able to send Reiki. And then when they send it or the way, when they word these messages that they are apparently receiving or healing coming through, if it's sent with fear induced messages and worries so that people feel like they have to spend more money with the person or that they have to do xyz and um maybe you can talk to that i don't know if you've um seen anything but just real quick uh i think you guys as you are looking for people who where you can get a reiki session or a psychic session whatever it may be there is a big difference between people who just want to scam you and people who are authentically sharing their gifts and here to help you because the people who are here to help you they will be more honest but in a compassionate way and not in a way where they're going to tell you that you need to rely on them or that you need you know to spend x amount of money to heal and when it comes to the people who are scamming you who are (laughs) not in the integrity that way you'll find much more of that because their goal isn't to help you the goal is to get as much money from you as possible so so with that all that being said have you noticed anything in the Reiki community around scammers or anything, or is that not a thing in that community? So what's really important to understand about Reiki is that there's a level of consent that is needed for it to even like work you with a distant session in the Reiki that I, I I can only talk to my own experience with Reiki and what I'm attuned to as well. Right. I don't know all the information about all the other 30 different types out there. So just know that I am talking to Usui Holy Fire 3 Reiki. And I know that even though I can provide you um, with that experience to heal with Reiki during your session, even at a distance, there is absolutely no need for you to like stop, drop and do whatever you're doing and, and like meditate or anything. No need for that. But you need to be open and you need to consent for the Reiki to work on you to do its to do its job. So we, I don't think you would ever if and if you do receive this message, like no matter what kind of job or or like, I don't know, I like to think of this as my job. So it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. There are always going to be people who are going to try to exploit others. That's just how the world is. And especially online nowadays, I personally have never experienced a Reiki person come into my DMs like that. Like, like you get with other spiritual, um, like psychics, I have had people who are, their accounts will say they are Reiki, whatever, and psychics kind of thing, like mediums and all that stuff. And they will try and tell you like, oh, you really need to like heal this part, or there's like a big blackness around you. But at a Reiki level, you wouldn't know that unless I already gave you consent to, to come into my, to like come into my energy with Reiki. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense, but um, like at the, there, like you can say, if you ever get a message like that, know that it is not real. Um, and I know, like I personally, I actually went through a nine week or was it a 12 week? I went through a whole mentorship in order after I got my training in order to learn how to use the right language and how to really like 
let go and heal my ego more so I could be more intuitively present and allow the Reiki to do its work. Like I made sure to go out of my way to provide an experience like, like the one I do for my clients so that they don't ever have to feel like they're getting scammed or that they have to constantly be making set like booking sessions to, to get that healing. Because in my mind, Reiki is just another self-healing tool. I provide the experience. I don't do the healing. It, it's all about what you can. It's for me, the way I do it is I really ask the Reiki a lot about next steps that, that the person can make to continue this release, to continue this healing. Like what more can they do to heal these chakras and these blockages so that you are leaving this with, with ideas and, and actual like tangible next steps that are from source, like from the Reiki for you to continue your healing on your own. And if you are so called to come back for another session, which I do have clients that do come back, like regular clients, they're there once a week or every two weeks that come back to continue to open up because they have just, you know, really finally, it really helps to, to like you to um, move through your healing process, knowing that, you know, you're, you're sort of guided by like, the universe. Um, and so I do have people that do come back, but I, it's never something I would ever tell people that they need to do in order to get all the benefits from Reiki, because I really think like want to provide an experience that allows people to take those next steps by themselves. But every practitioner does it different. There are practitioners who only make you bundle. So you have to get like four sessions um, right off the bat. So you get like a session a week, um, which is fine. I do also think that a two week, uh, block is better because it allows you more time to like reintegrate whatever was like releasing these things that came up back into your being. Right. So we're not like moving through healing super, super fast. And then having like a healing burnout. Um, but yeah, there are in generally like, it's okay to get one-off sessions, it is also, you know, there's no harm in getting like a session a week or every two weeks, but I, I, and it comes down again to the practitioner, I think as well. And there is always, no matter what your, what it is, there will always be people out there who will try to exploit others. And it's really sad, especially when you're in like the healing community and in this like spiritual community to see that. And it is just you having to trust your own self and your own intuition, your own gut to, to respond to those messages, whether that's believing it or not. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think any real, um, like practitioner of whether they're, or, or psychic doesn't send messages like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'd have to agree with that for sure. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you for touching and expanding on that. Um, all right. So now can you share with us a little bit about what some, what are some of the benefits that Reiki has to offer that people can experience by getting um, Reiki sessions? Okay. Yes. Like there is so many different benefits and just so many ways you can even experience and use this Reiki energy. Um, some of the benefits are again, a stronger enhanced spiritual connection. So that is, um, also like a way 
better connection to your authentic self. So you'll find those pieces kind of like shedding away things that hold you back from really finding that alignment, stronger, uh, self-awareness, um, increased physical comfort, even, and strengthens, it strengthens your immune system can accelerate your natural healing abilities. Actually Reiki, I know in the U S is in at least being used in at least 800 different hospitals. Um, nurses are trained in Reiki to help provide, especially with people who are coming out of, um, surgeries and stuff in that recovery phase to help them sleep and relax and to help speed up that recovery process, which I think is so amazing. I'm Canadian and I don't really know if it, how it is in Canada, but I do know within my training, we are, we learned about in the States, how they're like 800 hospitals are using this beautiful energy, which just brings my heart so much joy. Um, it also will help. It's so helpful with decreasing your stress, your anxiety and depression levels, um, improves your sleep. It has been proven to help people with insomnia, um, and really can help improve that mental clarity, um, that, you know, like if you have, (laughs) you're not sure where to go, you feel lost and your brain's always chattering at you. It can really help with that. That's one of the amazing, amazing benefits I have found from, from Reiki personally is the self-awareness piece and that like clarity, you know, my mind and my, from being so anxious all the time, it really has like quieted all that down. And it just makes it so much easier to make aligned decisions and everything. It's, it's beautiful. (laughs) I, and also because I also really struggled with anxiety. So I know what that can feel like it no longer being in that place allows you to have the clarity make the right decisions and just be in the present like I find that I don't overthink every little thing or that I need to prepare for every possible scenario and what because I was like the person who would think okay you know if I say this and then they ask this well I have the answer but whatever they ask this do I have the answer for that and if they ask that after that should I have the answer for and so it really like was so freaking bad and I could never really be in the present because of all of that. And then, you know, my heart rate was always going crazy. And so having that mental clarity, having that self-awareness, working through all of that allows you to just be present where you are now. And it's for people who haven't struggled with anxiety, maybe you don't know this, but it's such a great feeling to just be here now without having that type of energy. Oh, yeah. And it really also helps for people who are looking to develop, you know, those and I'm sure you've talked about this in podcast episodes already that like, how to connect into that energy to that intuition, that inner knowing and to the divine, right, you need to be in the present, it allows you to clear all that excess, like ego kind of frequency out. So you can connect deeper into that, like source, uh, soul frequency and really, yeah, like it, it really helps to quiet that. So you can become more intuitively guided, which has is also super important for living a life of alignment and making aligned decisions. Yeah. And that is true for psychic readings, mediumship readings. If I am, I brain dump a lot. I love writing first of all. And if I notice that I'm about to go into a session, but my mind is just too like busy, I pause because I know I do not want to enter that way. First of all, uh, 
so so then I grab my journal <laughs> at like right whatever comes through and it is very much it clears up the space and that allows me to tune in more clearly actually decipher what are the messages for this person put my own thoughts they kind of like just you know take a back seat and I'm able to just really be present so it's really um really valuable <laughs> for sure um okay so what does a Reiki session look like daily so yes I talked a sort of a little bit about the different kinds. So as a Usui Holy Fire 3 practitioner, a session, I am able to do a session in three kind of different ways. So throughout a session, the practitioner will move through your seven chakra systems. At least that's how I was taught. Some, there are some practitioners that just, you know, let things like flow through instead of going from like one two, three places. They just allow the intuitive messages to come through as they are. And they focus less on the actual like chakras and spaces. Um, but I was taught to move through the chakras and that is what I, I like that kind of structure a little bit as is for receiving the intuitive messages. So I know what each thing is kind of correlating with, like what part of their life, maybe this may be affecting so that they can have a better understanding. Like the, the client can have a better understanding of why this is coming up and where, where, what area of their life it can help it. We also go to the like ears, knees and feet as well. So the ears are a connection to the third eye. Um, and generally you can kind of get like messages from your spirit guides, uh, ancestors, just anyone past like that kind of thing. You open it up for any kind of message. Um, and then the knees and the feet are connected to your root. Um, so they are, again, just help to pull that energy out. Uh, the knees tend to hold like trauma a bit, especially from like our childhoods. Like you think of how many times as a kid, you scrape your knee. So that like holds that that's held there. Um, and it's also where we can find and work through resistance that may have been showing up throughout the session, because sometimes people are not always hundred percent open and there is resistance that you work with. So the, the knees, you go there just to try and release whatever may have been resisting. And then the feet, you kind of like pull the energy out and like, let it go. You throw it out the window. Um, and at each chakra, again, the Reiki really works to burn up, bring to the surface, whatever blockages there may be in there. And with Usui Holy Fire um, 3 Reiki, I'm, it's, it's a bit of a stronger because it's a newer um, channel that was channeled in 2018. So it's kind of a newer version of Reiki that has evolved. You know, Reiki, it's limitless, so it's always evolving. So it also, on top of all that, like the, what it does there with the chakras, it also has the ability to heal what we call our culturally conditioned self and our dormant unhealed self. So parts of us that throughout childhood and in our younger years, we were pulled away more away from that soul version of ourselves. So we've developed into this culturally um, or like conditioned version, which tends to go um, unnoticed in a lot of people um, when you don't sort of have this awareness that there, there were things in your childhood that may have happened that kind of dysregulated your nervous system more and disconnected you from that aligned life that you're supposed to be living. 
So it helps to heal that and really helps to connect us back in with that authentic self through its healing. So like I said, the Usui Holy Fire 3 Reiki is really so amazing for helping us shed those things that were t- that are tying us down, that are stopping us from moving forward into alignment. So you can experience a session um, through either hands-on and that's in person, which usually lasts an hour and you lay down on a table and you just kind of like relax and you receive the messages verbally throughout your session from your practitioner. Or you can experience a virtual session. So that's like kind of over Zoom or whatever, like um, video conferencing platform your practitioner wants to use. Um, So it's at a distance and you get to stay home and be comfortable in like your own bed or wherever it is you choose to be. While we're still receiving that like verbal communications, I think Zoom sessions are amazing for people who are maybe a bit unsure about the experience, but they want to give it a try because it allows them to have that experience where the practitioner is there to walk them through everything, to answer whatever questions are popping up in that moment for them. So it can really become like an informative session as well as a really beautiful healing experience. So you can open yourself up more to receiving because there's a less of this like unknown and and focusing on, okay, well, like, what is this throughout, right? And then I mentioned distance sessions. So these are done, um, you get to go about your day and you get to still receive. Um, I always, because it's all about the experience, I like to help. I like to ask my clients to, you know, take that time, that 30 minutes to really just relax, to open themselves deeper for receiving, to really allow themselves to tap into that kind of like feminine energy to lean back and whatever way they're called to. So whether that's meditation, having a bath, just sitting, drinking a tea, lighting a candle in your room, watching TV or going to sleep. Like I know personally Reiki, when I get sessions from other people, it like makes me pass out a lot of the time, makes me cry a lot and pass out. (laughs) Um, And then with a distance session, you'll receive like a PDF. Like, well, I know I, I provide my clients with a write-up. So, and then I leave it open for support after. So after they get the write-up, if they have questions afterwards, or they want to like talk about what came up, I am there to support them through that. So it sounds like a distance session would be really good also because it's not virtual or in person to still use that time as a time for yourself, like instead of thinking oh you know let me go run errands you would recommend like oh just still take this time for yourself relax or connect in the way that feels good to you yes yes 100 so even though you've consented and the reiki can work and like do its job regardless of if you are like going to run errands or if you're going to stop and like take the time to journal or meditate it's about allowing yourself to open so by actually engaging in that kind of slowing down and getting into that feminine kind of energy versus that masculine of continuing to go, go, go. We really are allowing ourselves to open up and receive more. So you're opening yourself up more to that Reiki energy to receive that healing. And for me on my end, then to receive even deeper Mm -hmm. messages and, and like really connecting into your energy as well. So it's not necessary, but it really helps for, um, you know, providing the most healing in that experience as possible. Okay, good to know. Um, Because I could totally see some people thinking, oh, let me just go, you know, do X, Y, Z. Okay, talking about receiving, what if someone does book a session and 
they're concerned because they didn't feel any energy or anything, you know, that they would consider, that they would think they should feel during a Reiki session. What do you have to say about that? Well, that does happen. It is not uncommon for that to happen. Like I said, you don't always feel anything. And I, I have had clients where they haven't felt anything. And then after though, like a couple of days later, once I get the write up to them, they get the write up and they're like, Oh my God, like this is spot on. And I do believe that depending on what your strongest Claire is, and like a lot of the time, my clients that I'm working with don't necessarily have been developing their Claire's. So if your strongest Claire is Claire, like, um, sentience, like the feeling, then you will probably feel sensations within your body throughout, whether that is you got really hot or itchy or like had tingling. So that's very common for people to feel those things because that tends to be where people are more comfortable and experiencing things like that when they're not already working with this kind of like developing their clairs and that whole spirituality stuff. But it does happen where people don't feel things and it can happen for a couple of reasons. So one, they may feel unsafe connecting into their nervous system. So their nervous system may have been dysregulated for so long, and they they could really struggle with um, being present in their body. So they've disconnected, they're dissociating. So they're really disconnected from their body. So they can't really feel into anything. Um, and you can not really trust the experience that you are having. And maybe you get stuck way too in, in your mind throughout the time slot that you're receiving. So you're you're overthinking things and you don't let your brain shut down enough for you to drop down into your body to feel what may what may be happening or you may like i said a lot of people pass out so the reiki puts you to sleep to keep you out of the way so you can experience a healing that is deep that's on this like conscious level So you just don't remember the session because you fell asleep, but the healing still happened. And usually when you fall asleep, that's generally a lot of powerful healing went on because the Reiki was like, okay, you need to shut down and stay out of the way while we just like do this work. (laughs) And I find as a practitioner on my end, a lot of times I'll experience, um, so you, Sometimes your ego does get in the way or tries to poke through more times than not. And I find that when I work with clients who I know on like a very personal level, like I I know them really well. And what I find is that I'll experience distractions. So something that will take me away from the session and make me have to do something back. And then when I come back, that like whatever egoic thought I was like focusing on in the session is gone and it's back to like being intuitive. And I think that people will experience that within their session as well. They'll have these like distractions, even if it's not just putting them to sleep, but they'll have this distraction that will take them away from the Reiki so that they can, again, the Reiki can work without them sort of trying to stop it and resisting. But what's important to remember is that the Reiki always does everything that it's supposed to do. You know, it's always going to pivot, to move, to shift and break down blockages. And even if you do not feel anything in that moment, in that 30 minutes, that hour, that 45 minutes during your session, regardless of of what type of session it is, 
that in the next few days, you will for sure feel something, whether it's a shift in your belief systems, your attitude, behavior, or in your actions, or even your emotions. So there will be a shift in your life regardless. And each Reiki session is going to be completely unique. So some people are just like, I said, they may have more developed, being developed in their clairs and in, in this and more sensitive to receiving and feeling into this energy that is going on. So they may feel things that happen during the session at like a really high level. And they may even be able to feel the energetic releases for a couple of days after their session. And it's, it's not uncommon for that either. So it's not bad. If you don't feel anything, it does not mean it's not working. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that. And it's also interesting to hear that people who maybe are more aware of which psychic clarability they have that they could feel and experience the energy that way because that actually as we've been talking I I was thinking back where I I'm pretty sure I had a Reiki experience in person and I'm sure it must have been because it sounds very similar to some of the things that you're saying but this was so long ago that like I I don't know I can't really remember but um I do remember as she was working I started to feel energy at certain points in my body and, and I never, I just kind of assumed, oh, it must be just her energy, the energy that she's putting through. I never really thought that maybe it's because my own abilities have been opening that that would make me also more sensitive. So it's not just one or the other, there could be that combination. But um, so that's interesting to hear about. And I'm glad you shared that because also I think for those of you who are working on your psychic abilities, it might be good to then after your session is done to like reflect, did you feel it? How did you feel it? Um, what, what did you feel? How did it feel for you, et cetera? That would be like a really cool thing to jot down. Even if you don't, I, from, like I mentioned before, I love writing so this would be like a perfect thing that you could even just like journal your experience on and like follow up a week later and just, you know, see what all comes up. That sounds like. Oh, throughout my experience with like being a practitioner in the mentorship that we did, like we worked with our Claire's and, and diving into that and like learning how those messages are relayed to us. Cause even like, so with Reiki, you'll find that you'll have when you're getting those messages, and I'm sure it's the same with you when you get like when you're doing readings for people that you kind of have symbols or feelings or or like sounds or smells that like pop up that that are sort of the same will pop up throughout different sessions that mean like one thing like, you know, okay, this means this every time it pops up, even if it isn't like connected with that person and just in journaling was a very big part of my process with and still is with developing this um trust and and like relationship with my clairs because it really is like uh you're working together like you you really work in co-creation with the universe right when you're doing anything like this and it takes a really strong level of trust and and developing a relationship so that you can, you know, when you get these hits that you know, okay, this is what this is. And you're not there like second guessing it and being like, Oh, no, that means nothing like what, whatever. But yeah, journaling is a very important thing. And I always too, like, even when I give 
my notes back or after a session, like I often tell my clients, like, you know, take the time to sit with this information, to meditate or journal on it yourself and see what comes up for you. Because the way that I receive messages is unique to me. So like it will make my guides will send me messages in a way that I can understand to relate to you. And what I like, what comes up for me may sit with you in a completely different way. It may actually, if, if I don't understand something, because sometimes the Reiki will send you a message and you can ask for more information, but it doesn't always, you know, you, that person may not be ready to have more information at this time, whatever. So I, I always tell the people to, I don't really know what this means, but this came up and I would sit with that and really allow yourself to try and see and feel into it or let what comes up for you be how you, how you perceive that and receive that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. That's an, that, that's really, really beautiful. And um, I just, I love that also because not only of what you shared, but it just brings you even closer to yourself. It helps you mm-hmm. have more of that awareness, more of that connecting back to home, shedding the skin, like all of that. So it's really, really powerful. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people maybe don't realize when they're first just getting into journaling or writing, like how deeply powerful and healing and self it can bring such levels of self-awareness. So being able to tie that in with a practice like Reiki, I'm sure just takes that to like a whole nother level as well. Mm -hmm. And like with my clients, I don't want them to have to solely feel like they need to rely on me to get answers to connect with themselves, right? I want them to go out even after a session and take time to look over this information that I've received and have relayed the messages I've relayed to them and really feel into it themselves to allow themselves to interpret in a way that maybe like sits with them and, and, you know, do that, not have to only rely on me and understand that they have the power to interpret these things themselves too. Right. Oh, for sure. So that kind of, um, yeah, like that desire to making sure that people know that they can bring even more to themselves and they don't need to rely. It's just one of those other, we kind of touched on this when we were talking about like, Oh, you know, scammers or whatever. And, you know, I think that's also something that you guys will feel when you are connecting with people, someone who wants to make sure that you stay empowered, even if you are going to them for mentorship, coaching sessions, et cetera. Um, Okay, so now I'm curious, are there any misconceptions that you've heard about Reiki that you just want to like, be like, no, that's not true. Or I know people say this, but let me debunk it or anything else that like, you know, comes to mind that you want to share when when um, it comes to Reiki and misconceptions? Yeah. So number one, it's like Reiki is a religion and like you can't do Reiki and be anything else. I know more than one beautiful Reiki like practitioner who is also like very Catholic believes deeply in God. And they actually are able to incorporate that whole element with angels and God. And it's, it's beautiful into their Reiki practice. And it's, it's beautiful for people to provide a space for people who may normally be afraid of experiencing this type of energy and spirituality to have a space for them where they can go there and feel comfortable and still get to experience this beautiful healing. It's amazing. I love how they have, you know, 
taken this misconception completely and like turned it into a whole experience. So that is the most common one for sure is that people think Reiki is kind of like part of a religion and it's not, there are no connections to any religion or any cult or anything like that. There's no churches, no priests, no sermons, no masses, nothing. There's no commune. You know, there's nothing that like has to, you have to give money to Reiki, like leaders. There's none of that. Um, we are all independent thinkers. So that's why each practitioner you, you will find you, we all offer some unique experience because we are all doing this and being intuitively guided to provide an experience and with our own gifts and that are our soul gifts, right? So there's no connection to religion. Every practitioner is a very independent thinker and it's beautiful to see the different ways that practitioners like all over have been able to craft and create these experience for other people. Um, another thing is that I sort of touched on this, that Reiki is only available to special people. Um, that is so not true. There's nothing really special about people who are attuned to Reiki or able to provide Reiki for others. Um, we all have access to this regardless of who we are, how we identify, how we move through life. It does not take an attunement for it to be placed within us, but because it is life force energy, we can access it all the time. And that's what makes it so we are able to be attuned so that we don't actually really have to work with developing our, our skills or, you know, being like some special kind of person, because we all have access to it, it can just be placed like within us and very easily, just as whether or not you are open to receiving that. Um, and it is not a cure all. Like it, it can't cure like things really. Reiki is best worked in conjunction with other forms of um, medicine and like with, with therapy and with doctors and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's not a cure all. Um, it assists to help create a relaxation response and assist to promote a mind body state that's conducive for healing. Um, and curing involves alleviating symptoms and treating physical causes of a health condition. It involves spiritual, emotional, and mental unblocking and rebalancing to help get to the root cause of a condition, get back on track and create optimal environments for which our body and our, and our um, mind and our like emotions and our mental state can all heal and everything. So it's not a cure all it's a people that promote it as such are probably scammers <laughs> and not, not very, um, not actually thinking about your healing. That's, I'm so happy that you mentioned that because on one end, <laughs> we have some people who, yes, may be afraid like, oh, is this a religion or even religious people who may think it's bad or whatever, maybe. But then we also have people who tend to believe that, who are maybe consider themselves all the way on the other spectrum of really strict religious people who think, oh, you know, yes, Reiki will be able to heal everything. And the fact that you addressed this so that people have this awareness and these, um, they're aware of this misconception and they have, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just really the insight, I guess, to know that, no, this isn't gonna, this isn't the cure all this isn't, um, this is more of just cr creating that optimal space, which I love that you say that. I, 
I don't know if optimal is just like a cute word, but like just knowing that it's like this optimal space to allow your healing, something about that just feels so good. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, thank you for mentioning that as well, because I know that there are people who are on both extremes of the spectrum when it comes to any spiritual practices, energy work, and I'm glad that we were able to address address this one. It's something that a lot of times people just share misinformation and that can be very, that can like backfire. And of course, uh, we don't want people to go around thinking certain things or believing just because there's a lot of people out there who maybe are reinforcing these misconceptions. You know what I mean? So, yeah, a hundred percent. Is there anything else, Bailey, that you would love to share with us? Tell us about Reiki. So even though it's not like a cure-all, it still can have such a beautiful, beautiful impact in your life. You know, it helps us to cultivate that deeper self-trust. You know, we remove the responsibility that we all feel we have to like do all the things that we have to fix everything for everyone else. Like I said, it really helps to bring us into ourselves and step into that okay, I need to take care of me because you start opening yourself up more to experiencing your own self healing. And it's such a beautiful tool for that. It helps to heal our egos. Um, you know, Isui Holy Fire 3 Reiki heals any unhealed part of our ego, which gives us more space to hear and follow our intuition, which again is so important for alignment. And lastly, it really helps with creating that alignment. So embracing that Reiki energy really allows for the things that no longer serve us to fall away. Anything that's not aligned with our highest selves and our highest good will actually begin to fall away kind of naturally. Once you really embrace that, and especially when you take those steps to actually becoming attuned instead of just solely receiving, like when you take those steps to attunement and leveling up, like with, uh, so there's three levels of Reiki level one is for allows you to, um, work on yourself only. So provide self sessions, which are so beneficial, so helpful. Um, it takes a lot of like guesswork out of inner work and healing on that, like inner level, because with the Reiki, you're able to then be divinely guided and know exactly what it is you're ready to be working on to releasing in that moment of time that you're in. And so it kind of like can speed up your, your healing process a little bit when you can use it on yourself. And then level two allows you to really um, move forward and use that with others. And, and the more that you learn and like with your training and, and then you become a master and you just upgrade, like it's just upgrades and, and intuitive like more intuitive upgrades, you really like those things that that are tying you down really fall away so naturally and sometimes really fast. Like for me personally, that's exactly what happened. I was in a very different business space um, online. I was actually in an MLM and it wasn't sitting right with me, but I was holding on to it really tight, thinking that it was what I needed to do and where I should be. And because I made this commitment to myself and others, like I had to be there. And then I got my Reiki training because it called to me so much. And within like a month, I had fully walked away from, from that MLM and that business. And a couple, like a little bit later, I'm here, like months later, I'm here now where I am. And I am 
so much happier and feel so much healthier and everything than when I before Reiki in that moments, like right before. And it's beautiful. It was like the easiest decision I ever made after Reiki, even though I spent months and months battling myself before Reiki and convincing myself to stay in that space, did the Reiki and whoop, just easy, easiest thing I ever did was walk away. <laughs> I love that so much. It really, I think there's so many different types of people and personalities out there. And this really feels like this specific benefit could really help people who do struggle with either indecision or feeling like they have to stay in some in some sort of environment or setting or people because they've made commitments or whatever the reason is even though within themselves they just don't feel like it's right and this feels like it could be like a push or a nudge or like opening the doors to the right direction and helping you move forward through that door so much more easily quickly and probably I'm sure even with so much more confidence moving through Despite, I do believe like, you know, there's things we may be excited to, to do and sometimes fear, like we'll still feel the fear, but it's like, okay, now you're feeling the fear, but you're still moving through and you're no longer holding on to what you thought you needed to hold on to. Yeah. Because you, you get that, you still get that fear. Like anytime we move out of our comfort zone, we are going to be afraid. And, and that's what like coming into alignment kind of is all about, right? You sort of continue to evolve throughout your life as you move closer to it. But with that extra part, that extra self-awareness, you're able to kind of like not get sucked into it and allow your ego to take the driver's seat. Well, as often and for as long, sometimes it is with certain things, it's harder than with others, right? Like, and everyone experiences things different and healing very differently. For some people, there's a lot of factors that can play into it, like including human design, even that allow you to move through things way faster to, to like navigate your healing and inner work and shadow work much faster than other people, right? So it's healing is very much a self-paced thing, but with Reiki, it really does kind of speed up that pace, how, in whatever way that looks like for you. And with it, you know, with things falling away, you're able also with that self-awareness to navigate through the fear without getting attached to it, because you already know that this fear is happening, probably because I'm about to like up level again, I'm, I'm taking a step closer to wholeness and to who to, to my soul self. So it's okay to feel this fear. It's okay to feel that, but I'm going to continue to move forward because you have that self-awareness that allows you to know that your fear is a catalyst, not something to hold you back. Right. I, I'm so happy that that is like what we're ending on that big like reminder because I think that's really going to motivate a lot of people and really understand and see Reiki and hopefully a new light or even understand it better. Um, I really, really enjoyed having you on Bailey. I, I know that you've come and you've talked in my Facebook group, but I feel like I'm still learning like, you know, new things are sticking and just I've enjoyed connecting with you. Thank you so much for being here on this podcast and sharing your knowledge, sharing all the wisdom. So I know that there are going to be people who are going to want to connect with you because you just brought so much goodness. 
Uh, can you let us know the ways that people can connect with you and even work with you, what that all looks like? Oh, yes, 100%. I love connecting with people, even if it's just talk, because so much of what I do is just like sharing. And like anytime I'm, I'm always so blessed whenever I get an opportunity to come on to like someone's podcast like this and just share about things I'm passionate about, like Reiki. So thank you so much for not only have holding space for me once before to talk on this and your beautiful community, but also again on here. I am so honored. So, so honored. And yes, people can connect with me the best place is on instagram and you can find me at at wild and well healing um i also have my own podcast but it is kind of put i haven't had enough time (laughs) to be continuing it it's kind of on hold right now um while i have been creating a membership that i am so 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 excited about it kicked off at the beginning of the month it is beautiful we have everything in there from Reiki to working with the moon to embodiment, meditations, journaling, all these beautiful things in there to really help us tap in right now. I am very much about my sacred sacral, as I like to call it. Um, And it's all about really tapping into that divine feminine energy, that inner goddess within stepping into your power and, um, you know, also bringing balance to to ourselves, because it's very important to have that balance between the feminine and the masculine. But we do will be using Reiki a lot and members in there even have the option to sign up and get a monthly Reiki session like Every single month, they have at least one session guaranteed. So it's it's amazing. And I love being able to use Reiki to help, you know, help in any way, any healing and with any of my clients. Um, I also offer distance sessions and virtual sessions. And you can find the links to those on my website, which I'm sure I'll give you the link and you can like put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, and then um, I also offer one-on-one mentoring which does also include Reiki in it and Reiki sessions once a week throughout um, either six or 12 weeks of mentoring. So I use Reiki a lot. (laughs) And eventually I will also be able to teach Reiki. I get my master's in August, which is the thing I am most excited about in this world, because I think even if I'm only teaching people, training them at the level one level, just to have that for yourself to use within your healing journey and even within your intuitive development journey, because a lot of times like, or your spiritual into like a uh, development journey, because a lot of times these blocks that we have that are blocking us from really connecting to that energy are sit within our chakras and it's a lot of inner work. So having Reiki as a tool to help you like move through that is beautiful. I love that. I'm so excited. The August is literally coming up soon. That's just in a couple of months, Bailey. Oh my gosh, you'll have to. I know. I'm so excited. Like I cannot stop thinking about it. I cannot <laughs> wait to get my master's. I know like it's it's such a big part of what I'm supposed to do. I'm also so sorry if you can hear kids yelling in the background. <laughs> They are fine. I am also a mom of two. Yes. So that's also <laughs> a big part of who I am. <laughs> Um, just one final thing, the fact that, you know, you're going to get your master's here in a couple of months and it just really proves the, your point that you said earlier, how things can just start to ship, chip away. The shedding can happen quickly. You can start moving forward so fast because like you said, in a couple of months, you went from 
being in an MLM that didn't really resonate with you to now, not only where you are now and everything that you provide, but also moving forward with the next level of your Reiki development. I think that is just powerful. And I think it also speaks a lot to not only the power of Reiki, but the power and like the strength of you, you as a person, like you as a soul. And it's just very admirable. And I know that a lot of people don't have, everyone has different strengths and a lot of people may feel more apprehensive to make changes, but you guys, we literally talked about how Reiki can help with that. And so it all just kind of, it all just kind of comes full circle. It all really like comes together. And I love that. Yeah, um, okay. And actually like that puts it in perspective. Like I got my Reiki training like in September. And so my life in my life has significantly changed since then, like a lot since mm-hmm. then. And it is absolutely beautiful. And I do attribute a lot to it, to Reiki. Like, honestly, it is a very beautiful and life-changing transformative, like way to begin and, and help deepen that evolution and that change of self to where you are stuck in like an ego frequency, maybe to like getting into that soul frequency for sure. Thank you again, Bailey, for coming on and sharing all the goodness. I will make sure to put all the links to everything in the show notes. So make sure that you guys check that out and connect with her. And like I said, she really is someone who has gone through so much and she's coming out. She's come through the other side and can be and can hold that space for you. And she has so many ways that you guys can connect with her and work with her. So check that out. All right, you guys, thank you for being here. Thanks again, Bailey. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.